This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, August 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. Timber, a focus and recall. Insecticide banned irks ag groups. And regional WOTUS approach is urged. Larry Elder calls for reviving timber industry. At a press call yesterday on wildfire prevention, conservative talk radio host Larry Elder said California's war on the logging industry has decimated the industry and led to thick forests. The leading GOP recall contender called that an attack on the middle class that has led to a, quote, lot of people leaving California. Elder also took issue with Governor Newsom releasing prisoners during the pandemic to prevent outbreaks, a move he argued led to, quote, less manpower for fighting fires. He further took issue with mandating Pacific Gas and Electric, PG&E, to pursue renewable sources. Elder said he has left the utility less money to remove trees and underground power lines and prevent fires. Keep in mind, Elder has declined to take part in two recalled debates, saying he would only participate if Newsom did too. During one of those debates this week, candidates John Cox and Kevin Falconer and Assemblymember Kevin Kiley of Rockland agreed logging should play a stronger role in cleaning the forest. Falconer said as governor he would consider issuing an emergency proclamation to more rapidly treat forests. Coincidence? Republican Representative Doug LaMalfa of Butte County was on the Zoom call with Elder when he suddenly lost power in his house, likely from PG&E's public safety power shutoffs to prevent fires. Water Board approves drinking water funding. The State Water Board yesterday approved $200 million for drinking water and wastewater infrastructure projects. The funding prioritizes small, disadvantaged communities. It is just the first round from the $1.4 billion approved through a budget bill by the legislature and governor in July. EPA banning use of chlorpyrifos on food crops. The Biden administration is putting an end to the use of chlorpyrifos insecticide on food crops, provoking a backlash from some ag groups. This administration has repeatedly made commitments to abide by science, yet the EPA decision on chlorpyrifos strays from that commitment and takes away an important tool to manage pests and insects, said Zippy Duvall, the president of the American Farm Bureau Federation. We urge EPA officials not to make determinations on pesticides outside of the regular registration review process already underway. But Michael Friedhoff, Assistant Administrator for EPA's Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention, told the Federal National Environmental Justice Advisory Committee that the agency's decision was a pivotal step in protecting the health of farm workers and children. The science has shown us that chlorpyrifos causes adverse neurological impacts, she said. Keep in mind, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals had ordered EPA to either modify or revoke its tolerances for chlorpyrifos by tomorrow. The court said EPA was unable to show the insecticide was safe. EPA, quote, has spent more than a decade assembling a record of chlorpyrifos ill effects and has repeatedly determined, based on that record, that it cannot conclude to the statutorily required standard of reasonable certainty that the present tolerances are causing no harm, the court said. 
But the Agricultural Retailers Association, whose members sell pesticides and provide pest control services, said the appeals court had improperly, quote, substituted its judgment for EPA's. Not only is this an unjustified usurpation of the agency's authority and expertise, but canceling tolerances for a product that remains registered for use creates uncertainty for users, the group said. Commenters urge regional WOTUS definition. Farmers and environmentalists from around the country pushed the EPA yesterday to take a regional approach as the agency redefines the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. EPA was holding its first public meeting as it reconsiders what streams, wetlands, and other features qualify for federal regulation as waters of the U.S., Trying to use a one-plan-serves-everybody rule is not in the best interest of the country because the West is significantly different than the East, said Stephanie Mickelson, an Idaho potato farmer and co-chair of the Idaho Groundwater Users Association, who supports the Trump administration's 2020 Navigable Waters Protection Rule. Angela Musinski, a water-permitting specialist for an environmental consulting firm in Tempe, Arizona, said the Trump-era rule, though, does not protect Arizona's ephemeral washes. She said a blanket definition for WOTUS is not feasible. I think that splitting the definition regionally by EPA or core region might have more success and less turmoil between administrators, Musinski said. Scott Yeager, environmental counsel for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, suggested the administration needs more time to deal with the complexity of the issue. Japan's cherry woes may be good for U.S. exporters. Severe frost in the largest cherry-producing region of Japan is expected to significantly impact production and force the country to import more of the fruit than was previously expected. That comes from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The FAS office in Tokyo slashing its forecast for Japanese cherry production for the 2021-22 marketing year to 13,000 metric tons, down from 17,000 tons for 2020-21. The U.S. the leading cherry exporter to the Japanese. Here's today's He Said It. Imagine a California where you have an abundancy of water. That California can exist and the word of recall candidate john cox well that's daybreak west for this thursday august 19th for the latest news out of washington dc visit agripulse.com for agripulse daybreak west i'm jeff alley